Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions, whether it's millions of followers or millions of dollars in your bank account, we are the show for you. And today, we're going to help you reach millions in your bank account. I have an entrepreneur that teaches other entrepreneurs how to think like a bank. His website is thinkinglikeabank.com. He has a free book that will get you all set up on that, but we're going to get into that in a little bit. Sorry, how are you doing today? Hey, Steve, thank you so much for having me on, on your podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. It's my pleasure. Um, Dude, I love, so financial freedom is important. I think freedom is the number one thing that most entrepreneurs are actually looking for, right? They like to be busy. They like to have creative ideas. They like to make an impact, but more than anything, we want freedom. And we all know that financial freedom is kind of the leader for that. Where did this all start for you though? It's not like somebody wakes up one day and is like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna teach people to think like a bank. Where did this all get started for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I, this started, I guess the journey started when I was about midway through my MBA program, doing my MBA in downtown Chicago. And I was about, I started working at Allstate Insurance. I was in sales and marketing. And I really, I really enjoyed that job working with clients and working with people and, and kind of, it gave me a different approach to like how insurance works. Really, it's a, it's a tool that people use, not just something that people buy, but it's something that people use. And then also the psychology of it. So that kind of drew me in the psychology of money, and how people react with money and, and how they care about it and want it to grow and take care of it. So I knew that I was still kind of, my, my goals were still kind of vague back then, but I knew that I wanted to specialize in that general area of like financial services, financial advisory. So I started also working with the city of Chicago, working with retirees. I worked with a lot of people who were emerging off of like the city of Chicago uh, employer plans, and they needed now their own Medicare insurance plan. So that was my job for a couple of years, helping them transition into those plans. Again, that was kind of like a, in a sense, a financial planning role. Uh, and then one of my clients asked me about, he asked me about this uh, insurance policy that grows regardless of market conditions. He phrased it that way. I wasn't really sure. So I went to Amazon uh, and started searching for books about life insurance and financial services and financial planning. And I came across this concept called the bank on yourself concept. And what it is, it's a way for business owners and individuals and anyone who really wants to manage their own money to grow their money, regardless of what happens in the economy. So that's, so once I found that book, I, I applied to be, to become a bank on yourself professional, joined their organization. And now that's, that's what we do now. I founded a company called Financial Asset Protection, and we are a financial services firm that we specialize in exactly bank on yourself, uh, specifically for business owners and real estate investors in all 50 states. Uh, and then that led us to, to, the, to the podcast, Thinking Like a Bank, which is exactly what it sounds like. We teach people how to think like a bank. Awesome. Okay. So there is so much in there. First off, I used to live in downtown Chicago, so we have that in common. Did you go to Northwestern? No, no, I went to uh, Keller Graduate School. Okay. Got it. So I lived, um, I lived at 441 East Erie, which was uh, the W and the Playboy building. And I was yeah. right in the heart of all of that. So shout out to Chicago right there. Um, so you helped Chicago, people in Chicago, yeah. transition. And I'm sure you started to see a lot of cracks, right? Like we see people try to retire, they have no money or very little money. Yeah. Um, and that that's heartbreaking. Like, it's also really scary. That led yeah. you go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say so that led you to thinking like, okay, I can help people. And then you found a program and you became certified. And it was it's basically like banking playing. Is it like profit first? Profit first is what 
I read, I also see you have rich dad, poor dad and cash flow in the background. Yeah. <laughs> is it that kind of thinking? Um, is that what, what got you excited? Exactly. You're right. Yeah, it is. It's very much like profit first. A lot, some of our bank kind of self professionals in our group are profit first professionals. So um, look, profit first is like you're alloc you're giving your money certain jobs, right? Like 10% goes to this area, 5% goes to this area, 50% goes to this area. So uh, it's very similar to that in the sense that you're controlling where your money goes. And you're right. Yeah, it is like Robert Kiyosaki's, you know, rich dad, poor dad mentality and his, his concept of breaking free from, you know, corporate society, corporate America. Uh, what I, I guess what happens is, is like you break away from the corporate life, right? And now you're an entrepreneur. But there's one more other hurdle, a big hurdle that you have, and that is the banking world. Like you're still constantly using, you know, for a lot of entrepreneurs are still constantly using bank financing, lines of credit, and those are at the bank's control. So in a sense, it's almost like the entrepreneurs are working for banks. So like, how do we unpack another or, or re relieve another layer of, of freedom, provide another layer of freedom? And that is becoming your own banker. So that way you're in control of your money. You're not always having to ask banks for, for financing, ask for permission, show your credit. So that's kind of like the it does it is very much consistent with profit first and cash flow. Okay, so I love all of this. I mean, Rich Dad Poor Dad was my start into this all the way back in two thousand and one. So forever ago, right? <sighs> Going back there though, even now, successful business owner. I've had my mm -hmm. current business for ten years. Um, I started my first business way back in two thousand two. Banking finances, spreadsheets, like immediately, like I start to lose energy, right? I'm like, oh, that sounds like it's scary. It's hard. I don't know if I want to do it. Even when I read, so I read the the blink list on uh, profit first, right? It was like a 20 minute read. And I was like, okay, I can set up these accounts. It took me like two weeks of like setting up the accounts, going back and forth, trying to tweak everything. And then I like I was lucky when I did it, right? I had enough income that I could set that up and and everything worked. But where I hear people really get challenged with it cuz I I preach it. Like I believe in the foundation of what you're saying. I believe that like when you think about money that way it's different. But I, what I see so many entrepreneurs do and what I hear them saying, if I can get to my point quicker, is I would love to do something like that, but I just need income. I just need all yeah. the money to go in the bucket so that I can go spend on marketing and maybe if I'm lucky, take a vacation. How how do you approach that when somebody has that kind of mindset, like they're they're grinding, they're bootstrapped, yeah. even people that are doing like half a million dollars a year in top line yeah. revenue, that if they're 20% profit margin, like it's 100K. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a good point. Good question, Steve. So one, th one way I like to compare it to is like, uh, imagine you had like a gas tank, right? And the gas tank had a hole in the bottom of it. No matter how much gas you add to it, there's always still going to be leakage. It's still going to happen. So I, I think that you would have to figure out ways to patch that hole. And the same thing is true in, in, in people's lives with making money. A lot of people have these invisible holes at the bottom of their gas tank. So they're constantly trying to refill that bucket with more and more money, but there's certain things they're doing that's creating massive leakage. And for a lot of people, the amount they add into their imaginary gas tank is proportional with the size of the the, the the amount of leakage so that means that the more they're making the more they're losing um and this is a, this is an example as you know like as your income rises your expense rises and the reason why that happens is is because there are certain principles that are not in place for the entrepreneur for the investor that have to be met in order for them to actually excel to that next level 
like profit first is one really good example. I'm glad you mentioned that because it, that's that's one of the concrete ways of giving your money certain rules and certain allocations. Because most people, um, most people have no idea what to do with money when it comes in. Um, right. You know, you look at like for example, people who win the lottery, people who get a large inheritance. It's it usually works against them. Like eighty percent or ninety percent of those people end up in a worse situation than from when they before they got that money because they they weren't equipped they weren't they weren't ready to take in that massive amount of money so you want to be ready so part of profit first part of rich dad poor dad part of the bank on yourself concept the thing that we teach things that we teach with thinking like a bank is you want to be ready for those large windfalls as an entrepreneur because they're going to come but you want to make sure that you can actually preserve those so yeah absolutely i think before you think about increasing revenue increasing sales uh, think about how you can preserve more of it and how you can be more strategic with it. Another another way I like to think of it too is imagine like I, I do a lot of like wrestling and MMA and boxing. Um, and when I was younger, I would I would wrestle with guys who were like uh, like 150, 160 pounds. You could probably tell I'm not that big of a person. Um, and these guys were so good at wrestling and their their body weight, where 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 to put their body weight and stuff like that, to the point where it felt like you were wrestling like a 250 pound person, even though they were like 150 because of their technique and their skills. Um, and then if they wanted to win a match, they would focus more on their techniques and skills rather than just gaining weight. And the same logic can be applied to in business. Like instead of just trying to get more money, try to borrow more money, try to raise more capital, uh, think about making your business seem heavier than it is through strategies and principles, you know? That's, I mean, that is awesome. I love that. Like you're, you're talking to somebody that has lived it. So I, I get it. I just remember when you're, it's like taking me back to reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Cashflow Quadrant. Like I read those books and I remember being like, I, I want that. I want that to happen. Like, what do I need to do? But I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out fast enough at the time. Like I was going through the books and I was like, it's great that he talks about it, but it doesn't tell you how. So mm -hmm. my question to you, I know you have an ebook. It's at yeah. thinkinglikeabank.com. What, what are they going to learn from the ebook? And what is one tactical thing that somebody that's like in the trenches, maybe they're making, maybe they're making hundred K a year, maybe they're mm -hmm. making 400 K a year. And they're trying to figure out like, okay, I want to think like a bank. I'm sick of getting to the end of the year and not having money, or I'm sick of the up and down yo-yo life of an entrepreneur. What's one thing that they can do that would really help them start to live this, right? Cause how do you eat an elephant one bite at a yeah. time? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that because before we started while we were recording, you mentioned that, you know, financial spreadsheets, all these things are kind of like really confusing for a lot of people, even for people in finance, it's not that comfortable to go through numbers and things like that. It's just naturally for, for humans, it's uncomfortable to go through that. So I would recommend for the person who's listening to this, you make a hundred thousand or whatever the case might be, you want to, you want to kind of get an edge over, you want to get an advantage over your financial situation. You want to make it better. I have something called a personal financial tracker. It's something I do every single day. It takes me literally five minutes a day. I time it out. So, so that way you can't say you don't have enough time to do this. It's only five minutes a day. And what I do is I have like a Google sheet, like, like a spreadsheet. And then I put in how much my checking account or savings or other cash accounts are as of that day. And then how much I earn from that as of that day, like in gross revenue, like just top line. And then uh, how much, like if I have like, for example, three credit cards, like what's the uh, what's the balance on each one? And then any other debt that I have, what's the balance? And I do this every single day, five minutes a day. And it's changed my life because every day it gives me some sort of idea of where I'm at. 
And I know exactly how much I have in liquidity, how much I have in assets, how much I have in debt, how much I've made, how much I've spent, all of it. And, and it's very clean. I don't, I'm not a big fan, even though I'm, in, I'm a financial professional, I'm not a big fan of like technical software or any of that stuff. I just like to make it very simple. So I recommend you do the same thing. If you reach out to me, I could show you how to build out this personal financial tracker for free. Um, and it gives you just a very clean cut way of, of where you're at financially. And then it also gives you an idea of where you want to go financially too. I love that. Like that's, I, I know um, I studied with Frank Kern back in the day and uh, Frank had that. Frank was like every morning, he had a separate computer for it because he's like, <laughs> if I shut the computer down, if I lose the tab, like it resets. This was yeah. like before Google Sheets. This was like, this was like 2011, um, maybe 2012, somewhere in there. But he was like, I have a separate computer and I just leave it open. And that's the only thing he used the computer for. But he's like, every morning when I get up, I drink my cup, my first cup of coffee and I plug in the numbers. Um, I know Alex Ramosi talked about it as yeah. well. He just had one sheet. It was a Google yeah. sheet. And every day he just entered in his net worth. Yeah. Um, and he just liked to see it grow and get better and better and better and better and better. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I actually have two thoughts on that. I will tell you, it made me stressed out to do it. I do really? mine every week. I do it every Sunday I set for the week. When I looked at it every day, I mean, that sometimes we have business expense hit our accounts or we have like yeah. fluctuations, right? And I'm like, how did I make five grand yesterday and I'm poorer today? Yeah. And then I would think about it all day. So I found for me personally, just setting it, I do it on Sundays. Um, I just go through, I pay off my credit cards every week. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to ever carry balances. So I make sure yeah. they're all paid down. And I, it takes me about 20 minutes on a Sunday. I just go through and I set it up, but I have it as an, in a dashboard. My question yeah. to you, I guess, is um, how do you keep a positive mindset? This is more for me, I guess, like, because yeah, yeah. I would do it every day. I did it every day, but I found out it was one of the more stressful parts of my day. If I did yeah, it in the morning, mm -hmm. I would think about it all day. If I did it at night, then I would be pissed off going to bed. No, you're absolutely right, Steve. Yeah, I, I did. I did have a lot of people and clients ask me that, like, is it going to make me stressed? Is it going to make me angry? What if it like, what if I have a, what if I'm going to go on a podcast and all of a sudden I'm looking at my bank account and a couple of things I have to do. That's number one, you want it to be a habit, something you're doing regardless of your mood or your emotional state. That's what a really a habit is. Like you're doing it regardless. It's unconditional. It's happening regardless. So that's one part of it. The habit part is really important. Building habits. I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs. That's, that's what saves them is their habits. And then number two, if you are constantly looking at your every day, you're logging in five minutes a day, you're looking at your bank account, let's just say your cash, your savings is really low, your income is low, and your debt side is getting higher and higher, and it's stressing you out, and it's making you angry. I think deep down, that's a good thing because you need something to push you and you need yourself to push you. So if it, if it gives you that like irritating feeling, like I got to change something, I got to do the right job. I have to, I have to talk to the right clients. I have to get a promotion. That's what you need. You need those types of like that irritation, that uncomfort in your life in order to get to the next push. level. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's very good. I like that. Um, and I'm, I'm not against pushing myself. I think that's probably a very good thing. So, okay. One tactical thing, just keep track of your bank accounts, five minutes a day, build it in as a habit. Yes. Next question, a little bit more difficult. What is the biggest challenge that you see entrepreneurs facing that stops them from gaining either financial freedom or control over their finance? What's the thing that you see working with them that stops them? 
Yeah. So this is also this is also my problem too. One of my problems is just the ability to like stay focused on your on your mission or your niche or the thing that you want to accomplish as an entrepreneur, even when it's not working out. So that was that was something that like I struggled with. Um, constantly moving around. I would I always had my business, but I would also do like side consulting jobs. Uh, and I think that if I were to go back and do it all over again, I would just stay in the same thing and just keep doing that over and over again, even when it's not working. Because um, I think like in school and stuff, like you're trained, like when you go through like high school and college and like your, you know, sports and things like that, you're really trained. Like if it's not working, just leave it and go to something else that is working for you. Like, uh, and then I think that that contradicts entrepreneurship. It's entrepreneurship, you have to do things even when it's when, it, when it's not paying you even when you don't have clients, even when it's not really beneficial for you in that moment, you still have to keep doing it. So that's a big trait I see in successful people versus unsuccessful people, including myself too. So I'm not like judging. I also have that problem of constantly like flipping and, and going to different things because, uh, or I did before, because of just the the feeling that, all right, this is not working. I have to pivot this way. So if you just have your initial admission, and then this is also another thing, another thing, to, another thing that I do too is every day, takes me five minutes a day as well. I track my priorities. So what's my priority? Why am I doing this? What's my goal? What's my vision? If you met me on the street, what do I say I do? So it keeps me aligned every single day. I think that's, I think that's great. I'm a big fan. I have like, um, I have a checklist of things I do every day. Like I have a couple yeah. things that take just a few minutes, but they yeah. always keep me in the right mindset to move forward. I absolutely love it. So, okay. Going back to the banking principles. Yes. What, so we talked about tracking your finances every day. Mm -hmm. Then we talked about the biggest thing that probably holds them back is like shiny objects, getting distracted, yeah. and they just need to have some routine into their life. Then the next question I have is it's kind of around the same things, but it's like, what is one thing that if people did it today would lead to them being able to retire financially free? exit the rat race in great shape what is something that they could do in five minutes a day not what we've already talked about i know i'm putting all these rules around it i just want to know yeah. all your tips <laughs> yeah let me think yeah so what could they do um really look into the bank on yourself concept um that's a concept that helps you grow your wealth predictably on a guaranteed basis it helps you be your own source of financing it helps you build your business never have to go to banks never have to apply for loans so uh, I would look into that as far as doing it five minutes a day. Uh, that's going to be tricky because I can't, I mean, it's going to be like, you're going to have to understand the concept under work with a, a professional bank on yourself, professional or somebody who's very familiar, knowledgeable with using those types of policies. Um, I would, I would look into that. I would also, another thing too, is I would differentiate. I mean, it's kind of be a broad thing, um, but it's, you want to differentiate your goals from your business goals. And also if you have employees, you want to understand their goals too. So um, keep your goals different. Like I can have a goal right now to become a successful, successful entrepreneur. My business can have a goal. I can, I can create a goal for my business to last for the next 500 years, but obviously I'm not going to last for the next 500 years. So my goals are going to be right. different from my business. So differentiating your goals between your, your vision and your business vision is also really important. And, and then of course, working with professionals like work with, with financial coaches. Um, it's like the, you know, Dan Sullivan's famous book, who not how. Like instead of you trying to think about how to do something, how do I, you know, create this? How, you know, how do I, what do I Google? What do I find out? Uh, you're looking for the book. <laughs> yeah. Right there. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's literally, it should be in every entrepreneur's like, just like you, like right behind you, it should be very easily available. I mean, it's just crazy how it's so simple. Like instead of you thinking about how to do something, think about who can help you 
we work with coaches, work with mentors, and have different coaches and mentors for different areas, like for your financial coach, for your business coach, for your life coach, um, you know, your sales leader. You have different people mentoring you in different areas. So that way you can kind of really hone in and, and master different parts. And that's something I definitely recommend if you want to retire early, you want to have financial freedom, um, understand who you are as an entrepreneur, your goals and vision, and then have somebody hire somebody or partner with somebody or work with somebody who can help you get there. Awesome. I love it. So talk to me just a little bit in closing, thinkinglikeabank.com. Tell me a little bit about what they're going to learn from the ebook. Why should people go check out the ebook? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. So the ebook is going to mention what the bank on yourself concept is, why banking is the most profitable industry in the world in history, why how you can set it up in easy steps, examples of using the policy, using it for loans, some things to look out for, like caution, caution tape, things to look out for, how you can reach out to us and how you can find more resources about us all in one ebook. Awesome. I love it. Well, if you guys made it this far into the podcast, you are definitely serious about your financial freedom. You are serious about changing your mindset, finding some tips and tips and tools to get there. Go check out the ebook. It will be listed in the description down below. It's thinkinglikeabank.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Sorry, I'm saying it wrong, aren't I? Did yeah, I mess yeah, up sorry, it's okay. It's all right. All right. Gosh. If I, it's, I'm challenged, but that's all right. Thank you so much for joining us and giving us so much value. Um, it was awesome. It was awesome to have some conversations with you and take me back to rich dad, poor dad days. Thanks, Steve. My pleasure to everyone else out there. Until next time, take action, change lives and make money. We'll see you soon.